And we are back for episode four of the Blacksburg Buzz. Once again, I'm your host, Kyle Bean. Today, we're going to be going over the women's basketball game versus Clemson, the men's basketball game versus Boston College, and previewing the women against Georgia Tech coming up on Thursday night. To start off, women's basketball versus Clemson. The Tigers were 8-10, 1-5 in the ACC headed into the game. Uh, the women came out with a win, 74-62, on Sunday, January 21st. Uh, Amor was injured. She was still out uh, with her head injury. And I believe it's the only game she has missed in her time at Virginia Tech. Um, after the game, Coach Brooks said, She's currently day-to-day and progressing nicely, but they just didn't want her at the game in case anything would get aggravated uh, with her head. Uh, We believe she's in concussion protocol right now, so they were just playing it safe. Um, Hopefully she's back for the next game. We're not too sure yet, Uh, but Brooks did say she's progressing well and she should be good in sometime in the next couple days. Uh, we also saw Kayla King get hurt in the fourth quarter um, with a knee injury. She exited the court. I believe she was carried off. So hopefully she's all right as well. Um, we'll see if she's back this week. So Clemson's zone gave Tech a little bit of issues early on, especially with a more inexperienced lineup in, uh, missing Georgia Amor, who, you know, she plays 30 to 40 minutes a game and a vet point guard for Tech, very talented. So we saw uh, Samaya Suffren and Carly Wenzel in much more, playing extended minutes in Amor's absence. Suffren played 22, and Wenzel played 21, which isn't too out of the box for her. She does play that fairly often, but certainly getting a little bit more of the brunt of the workload, not necessarily the minutes for her. Uh, freshman mistakes, they're going to happen. Coach Brooks knows that, but he did say afterwards he was happy with their performance overall. He think they did take a big step in their development, and he's just happy that he can be confident throwing them in when Amor's out. So Tech held the lead almost the entire game. Clemson did snag it briefly during the second quarter. Uh, the Hokies slowly built up a two-point lead after the half which peaked at 13, and their shooting just absolutely exploded in the second half, mainly inside due to Kitley. She was super efficient. She scored 22 points in the second half. Uh, The Hokies shot 63% in that second half from the field, 17 of 27 total, so really solid game for them, especially in the last two quarters. Overall shooting splits, uh, Hokies were okay from three point thirty five percent overall. Clemson struggled in the first and third quarter, and then they were a little bit better in the second and fourth. So the first and third quarter, they shot thirty percent, and then thirty six percent total. So they they just couldn't really find anything. The second and fourth, they shot forty three percent and forty seven percent. So quite a bit better. Um, a little over 10% in both improvements. So definitely better for them in the second and fourth. Uh, they just kind of came out slow 
to start the game and to start the second half. Theme of the week for the Hokies, turnovers. It's turnovers again. Tech had 20 against Clemson, and Clemson had 15. They were especially prevalent for the Hokies in the first half. They had 13. Uh, Clemson had 9 in the first half. They were mostly Dejanette Harris with 5, Amari Robinson with 5, and Ruby Whitehorn with 4 for the Tigers. And Clemson's 15 turnovers led to 14 points for the Hokies. For Tech's turnovers, uh, they were a good portion was Wenzel with five and Samai Suffern with four. Once again, those freshman mistakes, it happens. Still not too bad. And Virginia Tech's 20 turnovers led to 19 points for Clemson. Hokies' top performers, of course, you have Liz Kitley. She dropped 31 points, eight rebounds, had two blocks and four steals. Uh, Kitley also set another new record in Castle that has been a huge theme this year. There's been quite a few this season. Uh, she made 15 field goals in the game, beating her previous record. Once again, with the records, it always seems like it's a player beating their old record, especially when it comes to Kitley. She just passes herself and passes herself. Then you had Eck with 16 points. She made four threes. Really lit it up from deep. Um, she's been huge for Tech this season. A great transfer to add into the crew. Her shooting's been phenomenal. And she's just been a really solid spark. Um, especially coming into like the second half. She tends to come out and just make two threes. And then all of a sudden, you know, Tech puts up six points on the board in a minute, two minutes. So she's been huge for them. And then Olivia Samuel. She had nine rebounds, three offensive rebounds. So three of those nine were offensive. Uh, she's been really scrappy and just making a big difference off of the stat sheet. Um, you know, fighting for those rebounds, boxing out. Her play has been really good. She's also been another one of those great transfers for Tech. And, you know, we're just really happy to have her. She has been, she's one of those intangibles players. She's not always going to light up the box score. But if you're actually watching the game, you can see how much she's contributing and just the minutes she's playing are very solid. For Clemson's top performers, you've got Dejanette Harris, 25 points, 5 rebounds, 8 assists, and 6 steals. That's insane. 6 steals is ridiculous. Then you've got Amari Robinson with 19 points and 9 rebounds. And then I've just got some notes on Kenny Brooks. I love what he said in the press conference afterwards when he was talking about Suffern, Wenzel, and Kitley. Uh, so in terms of the two freshmen, he was saying he's really happy with their play. Um, you know, they're freshmen. They're going to make mistakes. They made some big steps this week playing in the absence of Amor, which he hasn't had to deal with since she's come to Tech. She has played every single game and quite a few minutes during all of them. And then when he said on Kitley, he was mentioning how she is a generationally great player, particularly for Virginia Tech. She has been so consistent that people don't appreciate when she drops a 20 and 11 rebound stat line, or sometimes even better. Uh, you know, just paraphrasing it, 
She plays in a way that works for her. Why do you guys want to change her play? Why do you keep messaging me, you know, oh, I think Kitley needs to work on this. Why doesn't she do this more? He says, look, she plays fantastic. She is one of, if not the best player in the league. Why does she need to change how she plays? She does it extremely well. She's putting up fantastic stats. She's playing great. She's winning games. Don't pick apart her game for little things she doesn't do, little things that you don't think she can do, because what she does do, she does at the highest level possible. She's a great player, and just let her play her own game. That's what works for her, and that's why she plays that way. And I, I really love Cook, Coach Brooks saying that, um, you know, Kitley, she really has been a top player for Tech ever. Um, she's going to be up there. Her jersey should be in the rafters the second she's eligible for it and out of the school. She's just one of those players where she really did make Tech into what it is today. Without her, I don't think we would be anywhere near the talented roster and recruiting that we have. Coach Brooks has done a great job pulling her in and developing her, and I think we should respect both of them for that. Now moving into the men's Boston College recap, a 76-71 win on Tuesday night. Really, really late game, 9 o'clock tip-off. Mike Young got his first Boston College win as the Virginia Tech head coach. Hokies haven't beat BC since January of 2019. Mike Young was hired just a couple months after that. Tech was actually shorthanded in this game. Uh, they were missing three players. Makai Long was out for his knee. Brandon Recksteiner was out for his eye, which got poked in a recent game. And then John Camden was sick. So shorthanded a little bit. Uh, Hokies didn't play quite as many players as they normally do. Really, really close first part of the half. Um, Tech finally began to break away towards halftime. Uh, Katora and Nickel had back-to-back threes, and then Tech had a little eight-point run with Petit and Padula, and then they finished the half up 11. Coming out of the locker room, Boston College came out super quick. Uh, They cut the lead to four in the first five minutes. And then they were kind of fighting back and forth. Tech couldn't really break past that eight-point wall for several minutes. Um, So it was staying pretty close. Then Jaden Zachary for the Eagles had two buckets and cut the lead to two points. Really stressful in the castle, um, you know, blowing a 11-point lead like that. And now all of a sudden you're up two. After that, Padula went for a three, a jumper, and made two free throws. Uh, The Eagles made a bucket in there too, so Tech was back up five points. Claudel Harris Jr. hit a clutch three with 29 seconds. Uh, Watching that one was tough. That was a bad defensive possession for Tech. He just kind of drove up uh, full court and then took the three at the line, banked it in easy. So lead was back up at two points with under 30 seconds left. Very, very stressful. 
Robbie Barron and Hunter Couture both got fouled as BC was trying to keep the clock from running. They both hit both of their free throws, and then the Hokies won by five. So really clutch performance of the line from Barron and Couture. Great win for the Hokies. It's been a, a long time since we've beaten Boston College, unfortunately. Uh, but Mike Young got his first one and got past his kryptonite. Top performers for the Eagles. Got Devin McLaughlin, 19 points, 10 rebounds, and one steal. He was pretty efficient. He made 9 of 13 field goals, so really solid stat for him. And then Quinton Post, we knew he was going to be a problem. 15 points, 7 rebounds, 2 blocks, and 3 steals. Fantastic defensive effort for him. Uh, Post and McLaughlin were just eating on the boards. Tech was really having a tough time keeping them from grabbing those. McLaughlin had 5 offensive rebounds which was absolutely killing Tech. Uh, Boston College actually won the rebounding battle 35-22. to 22. That is not good for the Hokies. They really need to address that moving forward. Claudel Harris Jr. also had 14 points, 4 rebounds, 2 assists, and a steal. And then moving on to the Hokies players, Couture played fantastic. He had 17 points, 3 rebounds, 3 assists, and then one block and three steals. He was very efficient from the floor. He made three of five from deep and four of six uh, from the field in total. Really solid outing for him, shooting uh, 66% overall. Padula was good. He had 16 points, six rebounds, four assists, a block, and a steal. Great night for him as well. Uh, he was really keeping Tech in the game, especially when he had that little run. MJ Collins played really well. Um, you know, he's always going to be good on defense, but his offense was a lot better than it has been. 11 points, 3 assists, and a steal. Really happy with his game. Um, I remember him throwing down a vicious dunk. Collins was looking great from the sidelines. Lynn Kidd had 10 points, 5 rebounds, a block, and 2 steals. Uh, he was having a tough time down low with Post and some of the other BC big men, um, especially on the rebounding front. Um, but overall, Kidd played all right. And then Petit, he's another one of those guys. He's not going to light up the stats, but uh, 8 points, 4 rebounds. Three of them were offensive rebounds and a block. Petit had a great game down low. He was extremely crucial in slowing down the bigs his defense has been great and uh just his rebounding once again it was great um he didn't have as many on the stats but there was a lot of boxing out and preventing boston college rebounds and then there were quite a few where he just couldn't snag them but he was batting them out for teammates to grab um so that way post wasn't grabbing them mclaughlin wasn't grabbing them so really solid game for him. I was very, very impressed in how he held up in this one. Uh, things I liked overall, once again, Petit. Uh, he was making great decisions on the floor, spacing, his defense, boxing out. Uh, then, of course, Couture. He has now played the most games at Tech ever as of last night. Um, so most games as a player in Tech history. Super efficient from the field 
shooting 60% from three, 100% from the free throw line. Great night for Couture. It was a pleasure to watch him. And then he was just a nightmare for the defense. One block, three steals. I mean, come on. Did it on both ends of the floor. Have no complaints for his game this week. And MJ Collins, his offense, it was just great. He was moving around. He was making shots. Uh, he looked really confident, really solid. Um, and he just kind of was sparking the team a little bit more than he has been recently. And now we're going to preview the women's Georgia Tech game. Uh, it's on Thursday night. Hokies are currently 14-4, and 5-2 in the ACC, and that puts them at 5th place in the conference. Uh, right now they're ranked 19 in the AP poll. Georgia Tech, on the other hand, they're 13-6, 4-3 in the ACC, and they're sitting at 8th in the conference. A little bit of history on all-time stats. Uh, Tech's on a two-game win streak against Georgia Tech. They are 9-12 all-time, so a little bit under 500. Last loss to the Yellow Jackets was in January of 2021, and that was an away game in Atlanta. They lost by two points. In terms of Georgia Tech's schedule this year, uh Looking at their losses, they have a not-too-bad nine-point loss to Creighton. Creighton's really good. They're ranked right now, um, so losing by nine, can't really say much about that. A pretty bad 10-point loss to Florida. Florida is not a super good team this year. Losing by 10, it's just not a great look for them. 15-point uh, loss to FSU. FSU's been ranked. Uh, they had an awful awful loss to Duke 38 point loss um you know just a tough one to see and then they had a really nice five point loss to UNC UNC has been a really good team um losing by five can't say much about that just great game for them overall holding up against such a talented squad so in terms of those losses um three of them were ranked teams those are Creighton Florida State and UNC um, they're all actually right under Tech. UNC's at 20, Creighton is at 21, and Florida State is at 23, while the Hokies sit at 19. So kind of looking at that, you would expect Tech to win this game, um, just seeing that uh, Georgia Tech has been losing two teams that are ranked right next to the Hokies, just a couple places under. Some players to watch for the Yellow Jackets. You've got Kara Dunn. 16 points per game. Uh, she played a lot as a freshman last year. Clearly a building block for this team for the next few years. You've got Tony Morgan. 14 points per game, 7 rebounds, 5 assists, and 1.5 and steals. An all-ACC freshman team player last year. Really well-rounded on the stat sheet. I mean, 14 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists. She's really doing it all. And then those 1.5 steals show that she can play defense too. Kayla Blackshear, 12 points per game, 6.5 rebounds, and 1.2 steals. She transferred to Georgia Tech last year from Bama, so she's one year into this team. Looking really solid, playing a good game. And then you've got Rusna Agustineta, a freshman from Lithuania. McDonald's All-American player last year. 
high school national champion, U19 FIBA World Cup player for Lithuania. Um, so she's been really good, especially freshman year. Um, you know she can play with big players playing um, internationally. Uh, she could be a problem. Um, just under 12 points per game for her. So, you know, really solid really really solid freshman year from her um we'll see how she develops over the next couple could definitely be a star player in the league in a few years some team stat comparisons for georgia tech and virginia tech uh, the Hokies score about seven points per game more than georgia tech 78 to 71 on average vt is shooting about three percent better from the field 47% to Georgia Tech's 44%. The Hokies shoot about 4.5% better from the three-point line. 37 to 32.5%. And then Tech has about one less turnover per game. 12.5 to 13.6 turnovers. So slightly better in a couple categories for the Hokies. In terms of what they need to do to win this game, um, obviously having Amor back would be fantastic. We don't know quite yet if she will be ready, but having her in the game is obviously a huge win for Virginia Tech. Um, you know, when you have one of the top 10, top 20 players in the country in the lineup, in addition to your other top 10 player in the country in the lineup, I mean, come on, no brainer here. If she's not back, need someone to step up and fill that hole again. Probably Kayla King if she's playing or Matilda Eck. Um, just getting a couple points in and providing that little offensive boost would be huge. Um, winning the rebounding battle is a big deal. Uh, Georgia Tech has a few really tall players. Um, not quite as tall as Kitley, but you know, I think one or two girls that are 6'3", 6'2" maybe a 6-4. So winning the rebounding battle would be really big. Um, getting those second chance points and not letting Georgia Tech get those second chance points, just cutting those possessions after one missed shot. Don't let them get two. Don't let them get three. And then just limiting turnovers. Been really bad for both the men and the women lately. Um, you know, you do not want to see 15, 16, 20 turnovers on the stat sheet. They've been winning a lot of games recently, even with those, but still, that's one aspect where they could improve a lot, and I think it would certainly help them win this game. Uh, tune in for the next episode. Uh, we'll be back in episode five with previewing men's basketball versus Georgia Tech on Saturday, uh, women's game versus Syracuse on Sunday, and the men are playing Duke on Monday, so really tough one coming up for them on Monday. Um, Duke is a fantastic team, so we'll be covering all three of those. So we've got quite a few games coming up. Uh, look forward to breaking those down for you in the coming days. In the meantime, just want you all to stay safe, have a good week, and we will see you in a few days.